Hey, this is the Rich B, and I am with my dear friend John Kennedy. Welcome to Above Board with Canderpath. We're so glad you're here, John. How you doing, bruh? Thankfully, no one could see me dancing because how we edit this is there's a picture while the intro music is coming in. But I was I was I was feeling that one today. Un- I unfortunately, I saw you dancing, so there was somebody. <laughs> There was Sorry, at least man. one person. Let me just go get some singles out of my wallet and throw them your way. Subject you to my terrible dance moves. Are you a bad dancer? I don't think I've ever seen you dance. I don't think we've ever I been love, in a social scene. I love dancing. That doesn't make that doesn't mean I'm a good dancer, but I actually very much enjoy it. Do you kind of and do it when just when you're by yourself? Then all the t- I, I so mean, anytime. you're a you're a private dancer. I'm a, I'm a private dancer. <laughs> you wanted to say that so bad. That's that's trying, why you that's like, I was trying for the setup. I was trying to do my <laughs> Tina Turner invitation, but you cut me off. But anyway, no, it's great. I, I think being a <laughs> I'm a private dancer. I mean, you've got some good dance moves too. We've talked about this like the last couple episodes, but I mean I, so, I saw you at your uh at your fiftieth birthday party. You were that's right. you were rocking and rolling. Almost six years ago. I'm I'm over fifty I'm fifty-five and I'm fifty I'm officially over fifty-five and a half, fifty-five point five, because my birthday's in June and we're in mm. January. So December is is six months. So yeah, bro, I'll be fifty-six this year. We need to do a we're gonna do a revisit of we did fifty-four and fit. And now we're, we're gonna, gonna do, do like- fifty-six and suffering. <laughs> 56 and so i'm 56 and sore as heck man 56 and sore 56 and sore that's gonna be the that's gonna be the next one oh man that's a trip so today's gonna be fun because i think um you're gonna you're gonna talk about you it's you're gonna ask me some things so well today's yeah today's about you man so we did so for anyone who who's listened the last couple episodes we did the year of 100 knows which was my mission for 2023 is to have a bunch of people reject me, so I just sit in the corner of my office and cry. <laughs> and then, and then Matt's was the year of yes because Matt wants to like had to do the exact dichotomy opposite thing that I'm doing. Um, but actually, if you listen to the episodes, they 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 kind of come to the same end result, which is um, putting ourselves in a in a place of uh, discomfort for for the purposes of growth. And yours, which you had <laughs> you had kind of teased us like two episodes ago. But then I actually forgot about the last episode, which I think is hilarious, hilarious. is the year of awareness. Yeah, it, it, it just is so per- it's so rich for me to have had that little brain fart where I just forgot the word. It just it's happening to me a lot lately. I don't know if it's a sleep issue or whatever, but sometimes words just escape me. So yes, the year of awareness. But before we do that, I'm just a little curious. Uh-oh. How many no's have you gotten so far? Do you have a count or is there like a running count? Yeah, you- I've got, well, I've gotten, I've gotten two no's so far. And yes, I'm keeping, because the only a financial planner would do it this way. I'm keeping them in a Excel spreadsheet. Remember, we talked about that with you and Matt. Like I've jokingly said, I want to know, like we have to keep track of this so that we know. <laughs> yeah. The spreadsheet's a disaster though, because it's like, there's, there's different varying levels of no. So for That's example, uh, there's several people I've invited um, to either like invited to be on the podcast or asked to be, uh, you know, talked about, you know, maybe mm-hmm. being on theirs. Then there's like mm-hmm. speaking engagements, mm-hmm. um, potential new clients, some different publications and magazines that I'd like to be in. So there's, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's a vast array with way too many columns in Have the you had any columns that involve you putting on a speedo, looking in the mirror and going, no, has that been like a no? 
I always say yes to myself. So I, <laughs> so that's, that's Matt's doing that because his is the year of yes. No so, hate to speedo wearing people, which, by the way. If, I'm we, sorry. if we can talk about that, he's taking the year of yes quite seriously. Wow. Well, Matt takes everything seriously. And what I think is fun is now I'll text him. <laughs> well, I didn't. So, like the other night, he was like doing a date night. But before his, I texted him, I was like, hey, I'm going up to shoot hoops at the front of the neighborhood if you're around. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll come. And he Yay. came and he shot hoops and we had so much fun. But then he shared with me at the very end that this was encroaching on his date night. And I was like, Ooh. okay, man. Like, I didn't mean to understand boundaries, right? Like, don't encroach on date night. But he's saying yes to a lot of things now, which is kind of fun. Good for him. Yeah. I'm gonna. I need some stuff done around the house, and he's very handy. I think I'm gonna give him a call later. Oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> We're gonna exploit it all year. Okay, so so, but back to you. What I think was uh, what was fun for me. What you know, everyone. Well, I don't know if everyone that listens to this knows, but I'm very much the planner. Yes. Um, whereas, like, not that you're not a planner, but even in the terms of the podcast, I want to know the topic. Yes. I want to know the you know bullet points and what we're gonna discuss. Right. Whereas we've done episodes with before where we're all looking at each other and like what are we gonna talk about and i said i'm gonna hit three two one and let rich decide and you just you can just like off top of dome and just <laughs> rock and roll which is so fun but i we didn't like i said i want to do the year of 100 no's and we never really talked about what i guess maybe your theme of the year is or what you really want to accomplish in 2023 and then on the spot in that podcast i said what's going to be your year and you said a year of awareness which i think is what's beautiful about that is probably putting you on the spot and organically saying this is what i want to talk about there probably is something way deeper that that is the first thing that came out of out of your mouth was yeah. year of awareness so can we can we go a little further on sure. maybe what you mean by that and what you sure. hope to get out of 2023 well i'll be very clear on something and and so this is a little bit of an esoteric topic number one Number two, it's um, might be, you know, there might be some woo-woo aspects to it. So I just want to be, you know, so for our, our very, you know, intellectual focused, intellectually focused people who who don't get that, just, you know, relate, don't compare kind of thing. But I, I think how I would describe it, um, the, the simplest way that I can is presence. So being present, because I don't feel that I'm good at that. I am a person who is in a lot of headspaces at once at all times. It's exhausting, quite honestly. And I'm quite certain that, well, I know I was for sure. There's a kind of funny story around this. My my oldest son who had some learning disabilities when he was younger, um, we took him for some testing. And the short version of the story is, you know, what do they always test kids for in the beginning? It's always going to be ADD. That's the first thing that they right. look at with with a lot, depending on how the kid's presenting. So there's a questionnaire that that you fill out um, uh, for for the 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 in this child in this case the child my son. And so I did that. You know, there was a questionnaire, but in the office there was these like brochures, and I filled out a brochure. Like I was bored, so my my son was in the back with the psychologist, so I'm filling out these like bubble and these questions. I get called in the back. I just kind of leave it on the seat. And of course, me being me, I wrote my name at the top of it, which was just such a brilliant move because I'm. it said name. So I wrote name, name social just, security basically, number, basically. address. So instead of getting, instead of getting my, like my, my bank hacked, I get my psychology hacked. So I go <laughs> in the back, I go through the meeting, everything's done. About four days later, I get a phone call from the psychologist. 
And the psychologist is, I'm like, oh, is this about, you know, my son? Oh, no, actually, this is about you. And I'm, what do you mean? Well, when you were in the waiting room, did you fill out a brochure? I did. Well, you left it there in the waiting room. I did. Well, one of my associates saw it, handed it to me. So I ran it. <laughs> I ran it through. I guess I run it through some machine, just like they do your like SATs. And I test off the charts for attention deficit disorder, according to this questionnaire. And he's like, have did, you ever- and you been- this about yourself up oh, until no. and I'm like 40 years old at this wow. point. And, I, and I, I'm like, what do you mean? So I always make the joke that when I was a kid, they didn't call it ADD. They just called it detention. So I didn't know. I mean, I was the kid that like in class, everyone laughed and I'm, you know, the teacher would be like, I was likable and I wasn't mean. So I would get comments like, all right, Rich, that's very funny. That, that, that's great. But you know, we got it. We got to get, let's, let's bring it, let's bring it in, you know? And I'd have comments made like if Rich could just stop talking, he could be successful. And you know, which is funny that I speak for a living now, but, um, so I've struggled with that, uh, being present for a lot of reasons. I think also because of the, if I was really went deep into this, I think, um, when you come from a childhood where you have, had some challenges or difficulties where maybe just to put the word out there and it's kind of heavy, but where there's been abuse or neglect or any of those kind of things, you learn a lot of protective mechanisms. I, I've learned this from being in therapy and you learn to be very good at reading people. I had to be very good at reading um, my mother and what kind of mood is she in today? What does this mean? How? What kind of person do I need to be today to survive, to get through the day, to not be hit, to not you know, whatever. So you find yourself splitting off into all these different people. Like, okay, today I'm going to be the perfect child who cleans the house because she's going on a rant about the house being dirty. So if I clean my room and if I vacuum, then nothing's going to happen to me. Or today she's in a really good mood. So today's the day that I can ask if I can have the sleepover at my friend's house. Yeah. So I, I became very good at reading energy of people, which served me well in different jobs that I had. It served me well as an emergency department nurse or a trauma nurse, it served me well in the ICU, it served me well when I was, you know, dealing with like gang shootings and I'd have gang members visiting and I could read like, is this going to escalate? Is this going to turn violent? Or, you know, because sometimes when you have gang shootings, the person survives and then their gang comes to visit them. But then the other gang heard on the news where the victim was. So I guess they show up because they want to finish the job. So, I mean, I became very good and I think I still am at reading people. When I did sales back in the day, I was number one. When I was a gym membership, mm-hmm. I used to do personal training. I was number one at 18, 19 years old. I was blowing away these grown men who have been doing this for 20 years. Not bragging. I just was really good at reading somebody and telling, you know, as a parent, I'm good at knowing where my kids are. And I think as a friend, I can tell when someone's not, when someone's a little off or something. Your e- your EQ is is off the charts, and I've actually said that to other people before, because um, people ask me about you, you know, because really? you've got you're like a you're I mean you are uh, a social media influencer, and I guess, and so I've had friends ask me like, what's it like to do a podcast with him? And what is funny, not not to downplay it, but because you're my neighbor and I and I've known you for so long, I don't like I I know you have the blue check mark, and I know that you are a social media influencer, but like. I know you as Rich. You're my neighbor. Of course. And so I get these questions. And, and, and dear like, friend. And they're neighbor like. And neighbor and dear well, yeah, close friend. Yeah, you're one of my best friends. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, what's he like behind the scenes? You know? Nobody's and, ever and, asked you that question one yes. time. Oh, well, yeah. Yes. Really? Absolutely. You, wow. You've actually met a friend of mine. I'll, I'll share with you after the show. You've met him since. But um, he's asked me that. 
And one of the things I've always described about you is that your your EQ is just off the charts. Like you 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 have this. So it's funny we're talking about awareness. I feel like you have great social awareness to mm. understand what's happening around you mm-hmm. and when someone's feeling a certain way or if they if they received something maybe the way you didn't intend for it to be received like you can you can manage that situation right right away yeah um because you have such high eq thank you however what i think is interesting in what you just shared is that it took you until you were in your 40s to realize that you had add mm-hmm. and maybe this kind of speaks to everything that you just shared which is you've been so focused on being socially aware about everything around you and everybody around you um, that maybe the self-awareness side was not present. I don't know. Yeah. That, that yeah. just uh, literally, that, that just came to me that we didn't pre-plan that. Well, I know. And I wrote that down actually. So it's, we're, we're on the same chain. It, it's, it was so about survivability, uh, survival. It was about survival as a kid. Um, and I never, that was one of the breakthrough moments I had with a therapist was, she said, you are so good at reading other people because you had to learn to do that to survive. She said, you know, a deer in the woods is very good at discerning sounds because they know what sounds mean a wolf is approaching or a bear is approaching or whatever, or a hunter is approaching. Um, and I became very good at that. And so mm-hmm. it was for, it was about survival. But what, what I realized and I also have a good deal of self-awareness in the sense that I do know who I am and what I'm about. I'm very pretty clear about that. What what I realized wasn't coming together was presence, hmm. where I can have a conversation with somebody and just be that, just be that moment, not be listening to them and caring about what they have to say, but also thinking, oh, the ice cream is in the trunk of my car right now. I, I, I just, it's so, it's been so difficult for me. And, you know, then, you know, I become an ICU nurse, right? Well, an ICU nurse and all my, you know, ICU nurse friends or nurse friends out there will tell you, you're doing one thing and your brain is thinking, well, I've got to get them ready for MRI, but then I'm going to have to do this and their med is due at three o'clock. So then I need to give it, I can give it at 2.30 and then, you're, while you're doing something, you're thinking that. I mean, I've been in the middle of CPR and thinking, anybody's ever done CPR, anybody in healthcare, you're you're thinking, what's the next med that you're going to give? Okay, the epi didn't work. Now we're going to move to this. And then, you know, so when you live a life that way, you, you start to become these like fragment, you become a fragmented person. And I have started to put those pieces together. So this year, I, I came across this this kind of way of thinking. And it's my own spiritual values, my own spiritual beliefs, but I I realized that okay, now this is gonna be where it's gonna get a little. I might I might lose myself in this. Awareness is more than just being present. But do you remember on I don't know if it was the last podcast and and we don't really push our YouTube that much, so the visuals are lost on people. <clears throat> but do you remember when I said to you, point to John Kennedy? Like, show me who John Kennedy is. And you pointed to your, you put both your fingers in a movement and pointed like to your chest, to yourself. And that, and I said, that's your physical body, right? But that's really not you. I mean, you're more than that, right? You're, you're not just a physical body. Yet we identify as being this 
this, you know, I'm this 50, almost 56 year old bald guy who needs to shave. who's wearing a black hoodie. Who's, you know, I'm, this is me. And, but I realize that we are the, the oh man, this is so hard to, I wish I was smarter and I could explain this better. The, the eye of who we are is this other thing. So the eye is not your body. The eye is not your brain because your brain is an organ. For example, you can't see a thought. I mean, on MRI, they can see electrical activity, but there's so far that I know of, there's no technology that could scan your brain and say, John just thought of Sofia Vergara, you know, Um, John just thought of a Ferrari. John just thought of, you know, the, the, the Braves winning the world series 10 years in a row. I think about that all the time. Probably all of the above. Also might replace Sofia Vergara with my wife, but yes. Of course, 100%. (laughs) 100%. I'm going to tell Jackie to listen at minute 1650. (laughs) But but so far that I know of, there's no way to see that thought. There's no way that the, they could say, oh, this is the thought. They could say, oh, a thought is – something is happening in the brain, which therefore led me to like really dig into this. Like who am I? Well, my name was given to me. I'm rich because that's who my parents decided to name me. I, what I understood from my mom and dad was I was supposed to be Giovanni. But they didn't want to give me an Italian name because there was a lot of – you know, at the time, there was a lot of – prejudice, if you will, mm-hmm. towards Italians in the late sixties, every, you know, every Italian was in the mafia. And that's what my parents said. I'm just like what my parents said. And, you know, in, in the fifties into the sixties, you know, that, that's how Italians were viewed per se. Um, so my mom and dad gave me a very quote unquote, um, American, if you will, name, sure. Richard, Richard. Right. So that's just the name my parents gave me. So that's, I'm not my name. Uh, am I my job? Well, you know, some people in America, especially in the West, when you meet somebody, what's the first question you ask them? What do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And so then somebody goes, I'm a nurse. I'm a doctor. I'm a financial planner. I'm a lawyer. I'm a teacher. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Well, that could be taken away from you. I mean, you know, uh, you could be a lawyer and get disbarred. So then are you not you anymore? You're still you, but now are you a waiter? <laughs> now you're a, a, a mechanic. Now you're a car salesman, you know, or salesperson, whatever. So I really got into this, that deep kind of, you know, who am I kind of thing. And I came across this concept in several books and through several podcasts, because I'm a firm believer that information is sent your way when you need it. This is where it gets a little, I might lose myself in this again. My, the I, who am I is who's observing all this. So I have these moments where I sit. And I say to myself, and I got this from Rhonda Byrne, actually, on a podcast for um, the School of Greatness, which is, uh, you know, I could not highly recommend a podcast more than the School of Greatness. I love Joe Rogan. I love Tim Ferriss. I love all the all the podcasters. But I've really just fallen in love with 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 this guy. I just, you know, Lewis, he's so Lewis Howes, right? Lewis Howes, and he's yeah. just. It's a great, it's great. It's one of the few people like he said on his podcast, you know, he saw himself meeting Tim Ferriss and working with Tim Ferriss and having the same publisher and all came true. I have this feeling that someday I just, I'm going to, I'm going to work. I'm going to somehow work. And he actually commented, I commented on one of his um, YouTube videos. I don't know if it's him or his social media manager person, but I just commented and he said, thank you so much for listening. It means a lot. So it was like, oh, wow, we, we talked, you know. Um, I'm going to put I, him on my year of 100 nose for you. 
Yeah, maybe I sh- yeah, I'm going to start tagging him on stuff cuz at one point I had more followers than him on TikTok, but he he passed me up. So I was hoping like to have that like connection like, "Hey man, you know, you and I are both like right." And then I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm I'm shadow banned on TikTok right now. It's kind of sad." But anyway, back to this. So I got this from his podcast and Rhonda Byrne said to ask yourself, "Am I aware?" And constantly ask yourself that. So John, like you have the year of a, of a, of a hundred no's. I lost count on how many times a day I say, am I aware? Am I aware? So I stop and I'm, I'm doing something. I go, am I aware? And then as soon as I do that, something weird happens. It's not my thoughts. There's almost like this other beingness. It's hard to explain. I really don't think I have the 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 language but there's this it's it's almost i don't know one would call it your soul or your spirit or your higher self but i have these moments where i'm not in my body and it's like i'm doing it right now it's weird i i wish that i you could so right now i'm i'm visually looking at my padre pio mug and my phone and the microphone and i just am merely this presence observing this, but that presence is connected to something else. So here's where it gets even more out there. There's this realization I'm starting to have that we are not separate from anything and it's freaky. So Buddhists believe that. I think Christians believe that. Um, I don't know as much about um, um, Hinduism and Islam, but there may be components of it. So my apologies to anybody who you know might practice those belief systems. I don't, I'm just ignorant of them, but I believe that most religions and many spiritual paths and many, you know, esoteric paths and many psychological paths mm. talk about connectedness between people. And, you know, we've all, you know, seen the the thing where we're not solid. You're a bunch of if I put you under a powerful microscope, you're not this mm-hmm. you're not solid. You're mm-hmm. a bunch of atoms and neutrons. And so then you ask, what are atoms and neutrons made of? And they're particles. And what are particles made of? Other particles. What are those particles made of? So it's very strange when you think about it, but at a very high level, we're all in this like buzzing energy field. Sound isn't really sound. Like if I clap my hands, yeah. it's it's just the the waves that happen that you, your ears pick up because to a person that doesn't have that, who is deaf, there is no sound. Yeah. But that doesn't, does that mean the sound didn't take place? Well, for them, no, it didn't. What I basically am saying is there's this realization where I ask myself, am I aware that I become, I would, I call it acutely present. And for someone like me, it's an overwhelming sensation. And why do I want this? Well, I'm writing a book right now. And so when I ask myself, am I aware in those moments, all of a sudden I become one with this book. When I'm talking to my daughter, Ava, who always wants to tell me these fantastical stories and she wants to talk about Harry Potter and how Hermione would do this and she, I, I ask myself sometimes when she's talking to me, and I know I have a call in 15 minutes, instead of sitting there looking at her and thinking, okay, so on that call, I've got to make sure I present the calendar. I just go, am I aware? And I go, oh. I think, I think so many people would would love to learn how to how to actually do that because we're all so distracted by what's going on around us. I think that all the time. I'm with my kids and I am... I am somewhere else mentally because I'm thinking about work. 
Um, do you have a trigger that you use to ask your, to remind yourself to ask yourself if you're aware, or is it just something you, you think of? And I asked that because I heard, um, I think it was Ed Milet was talking about, uh, like these different like athletes that have triggers, like Manny Pacquiao does this like specific thing with his gloves. And that's when he knows like, okay, now I'm locked in and I'm present. I'm in this moment. And I think the conversation was kind of relating back to different triggers for, the level of awareness that you want. I don't know what it looks like. Maybe clapping your hands twice and going like, okay, here I like as a reminder, as a positive trigger to remind yourself, to ask yourself, am I aware? Do you do that at all? Or do you just, I, I don't not yet. And this is new to me because we're on, you know, it's just the, the middle of the second week of January. I, it's very Tony Robbins, you know, does this thing where you psych yourself up and then you do this like, you know, like, yeah, or I, I forget what it is that he has people do, but you know, you get yourself into a certain state um, because he always talks about if you change your state, then you change things. You know, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, he, you know, he'll ask, "What does a depressed person, person who's down, look like? Their head is down. What's their physicality? Their low energy. What does their voice sound like? This. So, what would be yeah. the opposite of that? So, create that state and get in that state, and then do something where you like snap your fingers and you go yes. And whenever yeah. you go yes, you get into that state, which is very yeah. powerful, by the way. No, what I do is. I think the tr- this might sound dumb, John, but I think the trigger is I'm <laughs> I'm aware enough of myself that I realize when I'm not aware and I'm kind of like slumping, like I'm just going through the motions of something, and I go, "Am I aware?" Snap like, back, yeah, yep, and yeah, it's I've it's done that very before. different. I'm still in the middle of it. I this is like learning a language, and I only know how to say yes, no, where's the bathroom, and what time does the train come, like. That's all sure. I've learned in this language of awareness so far. But um, I've been working very hard on my my prayer life and my manifestation life and putting things in my mind that I want to see and I want to take place. Um, I notice a lot of things and some people might think they're totally just out there. I am a person that constantly, I look up at the clock and it says 444, 1111, 1010. 222111. Not at this moment right now, but I mean, there's, t- it happens to me multiple times a day. It's very rare that I look up at the clock and it's 1023. It just, it's mm-hmm. rare. And I don't know if I'm creating that in my mind. I don't know if that's a signal from, you know, a spiritual side of things. I interpret it that way. But I've noticed that that's happening a lot more. I, I've just noticed that this concept of being aware is basically that we are all connected. We are not different. Um, I had this moment in Chipotle where the young man was making my Chipotle and I just looked at him and I thought, we're we're completely connected. We are like, I, I love this guy. I love you. I you're you know, you're such a good and I felt this feeling of of love towards him. It like this yeah. this this, you know, peaceful, just and and I just spoke to him that way. And I had somebody say to me, it was really weird. It happened um, recently. And, and, and please, this is so going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back. And I'm so not. I'm just, I'm just showing how this does do something. Um, I, I, I was boarding my, my first flight um, for the year because I just recently spoke in, in Phoenix. And I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and I bought a dozen donuts. And um, everybody was cracking jokes as I'm boarding the plane. Like there was all these dudes like, oh, I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> as I got on the plane, I just handed it to the flight attendant. And I said, here, I bought this for you. And I lied. 
I don't know why I felt I had to do this. I said, it's my tradition that whenever I take my first flight of the year, I always give donuts to the flight crew. I've never done it before. I don't know why I, I, I'm just outing myself. I don't know why I felt like I had to have a reason, but I thought to myself, okay, well, maybe I'm creating it now. That's what I'm going to do now. Next I think year. if you don't have a reason, then it might come <laughs> off as like, what's this weirdo doing? <laughs> like I remember, remember when I had to do like a random act of kindness and talk to a stranger. Sure. What, there was one conversation that was incredibly uncomfortable. And then I, I basically, I, I explained the circumstance, like, you know, I'm in this challenge where we're trying to do one random act of kindness a day to somebody that we don't know. And like, I, I found myself over explaining it. And I'm like, why am I even right. doing this? Like do the nice act and move on. But right. I honestly think that people are so surprised in society today to see that, oh. that they're skeptical. Like, yeah. why, what is this? So you yeah, probably so you did to. that with the donut so that yeah. the person he or she felt like, Okay, this isn't there's weird. A, there's, there's a, a reason. Purpose. Yeah. So they were super appreciative and super nice about it. And like, oh my gosh, thank you. That's so nice. And then several of them came up to me. And I wasn't, you know, get trying to gun for an upgrade or anything like that. I just, you know, it is what it is. So I'm sitting in my seat in 31C, you know, whatever way in the back of the plane. And one by one, a couple of them, not all of them, there was like five flight attendants, I think, two of them, maybe three, said, Oh, thank you so much. Or I'm eating my donut right now. You're the that was really sweet, you know, whatever. It felt so good. It just felt so good. And I just loved them. Like, I just felt this feeling of love for these people. And I was like, God, I mean, they got up early in the morning and look what they're doing and they're making sure we're safe. And this thing happened to me recently prior to that. And it, so it's it's kind of along the same lines where I was boarding this plane and there was no donuts in hand. And I just thought to myself, and this is before I even did this commitment to awareness. I just thought, I'm just going to love everybody on this plane. And I know this sounds weird because people get now understand there's different types of love. There's romantic love. There's love of a friend. There's love of your dog. There's love of your world. There's love of your country. Agape love. They have all these different forms of love. Love meaning just, I'm going to put out there like this, this warm feeling. And I did. That's all. I just kind of like did this little prayer and everybody on the plane, I love you and I hope you're well. And just, I just was putting out this energy and I was doing work didn't do anything, didn't give anybody anything, didn't like put everybody's bags up, wasn't like handing out peanuts. I didn't do anything. As I'm getting off the plane, the flight attendant puts her hand out like this, like I'm putting my hand up, like stop. And so I stop. And luckily the people behind me were hung up because they were trying to get their bag out. And she just said, I don't know you, but I just want to thank you. You are one of the nicest, kindest people I've ever met. You just exude kindness. And I hope you have kids because we need more people like you. You're just, I, I just want to thank you. You're so polite. Now, that's great. I, it was wonderful. I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. And I felt great when I got off the plane. I kid you not. I didn't give donuts. I Now, when I did the donut thing, which was this, I thought, great active, yeah. you know, yeah. I got out of five flight attendants, I think two or three even said anything to me. The other two didn't even, maybe, maybe they were hiding the donuts from them, but you know, it was like, Oh, thank you. That was really nice. It was cool. That was it. But this connection to understanding that we're all kind of one, that we're all yeah. in this together. It, it sounds so, you know, everyone just rolls their eyes and kind of moves on with it. But imagine if a certain percentage of people actually looked at the world that way and just thought that. So I'm trying to be that, not act that, but be yeah. that. And that's the difference. The donuts was an act. That was, 
I'm going to do something nice because this is going to feel good. And maybe subconsciously I'm going to look good. And this is a great story that, you know, I'll feel good about myself and look how nice I am. I spent $17 because it was like $17 in the airport. Um, You know, I spent all this money on donuts and I'm so, yet that didn't get as much of, of a, of a change in the environment as seeing us all as one and loving. So awareness is also this like beingness or this consciousness that we're all there. You know, we're all, we're all from the same energy. We're all from the same place. We're all connected. I think when you chose that day on the plane to be kind, uh, you, you probably changed your physiology too. Like it, it, Mm -hmm. it, whether you realized it or not, you were put. You were putting that out there, mm-hmm. and you were you were you. I'm sure you were perceived as more friendly, as in the case of the person telling you that. Yeah, um, I experienced that um, in my household. You know, where if 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 there are days, and my, my you know Jackie's you know always been so good to tell me. Um, I we talked about this on the show like recently that I love. Um, I love like like constructive criticism and she knows that about me and and it's never in like a mean way but she's been very good at telling me before like you're not aware sometimes of the energy that you bring into the room into the atmosphere and the influence that it has meaning um what if I'm having a good day I can I can uh it, it bring that energy into the room of positivity and then everyone else is continuing to be happy and, and have a good time together or if I'm having a bad day, like I can instantly bring the whole mood down. You're very, I mean, to interject from someone that knows you well and is close to you, I never am confused as to what mood you're in. I've never wondered, like anytime I've been around you or seen you, I can, if it's five words or just looking at you, you're very, you have no poker face and you are you also have a high EQ as we said, well, in the maybe, of this. maybe I do have a high EQ, but I know from, from, you know, doing podcasts with you and, and everything else. And just knowing you as a friend, I can see how Jackie would say that you're very, your energy level is very high. And if you're in a bad yeah. mood, I feel it. And if you're in a great mood, I feel it. So I, I can see that. So go ahead. I just, well, I, think I, I was I, just, I, I was kind of relating to what you were talking about where, you know, you, you made that conscious choice of I'm going to be kind and whether you didn't actually you didn't go out of your way to do this very big intentional act of, of good gesture. No. But people could feel that. And I'm, I, I've learned that about myself recently. And I think this kind of goes back to the awareness conversation too, man. I, I never, ever said to myself out loud or in my own head, be more present today. Never. Until I started journaling about a year ago. And then twice a day, I would write it down. I would like, it's like, what are the three things that you want to get? It was like the five minute journal, which I love. Yeah, I don't great. like spending a lot of time journaling. It was like five minute journal. What are the three things that you hope to, um, you know, see out of the day today? And I would always write almost every day. I would write something to the effect of being more present. And then I'd apply that like with my children or with my staff or, and team today, or yeah. whatever the, whatever the situation may call for it. And at the end of the day, what are the three things you could have done better? Or, you know, what, like reflecting on the day, be more present. And so just twice a day, that was my trigger was opening the book. And yeah. then thinking about it, I only do that twice a day. I don't do it as often as you do. But now I'm asking myself that question more and more that you're asking yourself of, um, am I aware? Am I being present? So it's really powerful to have it, some that self-talk to yourself about it. It is. And you know what I'm noticing about it is my level of mood has changed. Because if you are in the present, it's very difficult 
I'm not speaking, please. I, I don't, I, I, I know there's mental health professionals and I, I, I'm not trying to present as one. Okay. Yeah, so we're not one of those. No. Yeah. And I, I'm not talking about a clinical situation. I'm talking about like depression in the sense of I feel depressed today or I feel sad today or whatever. I noticed that when I'm thinking about the future, I get anxious. When I think about the past, I feel regretful. When I'm in the present, I'm peaceful. I just truly in the present, not, not I'm in the present in the middle of this crisis, but truly in the present. I just flew the week last week where the FAA grounded every flight. And it's the first time they've done it since 9-11. And I wanted to get home and my anniversary was the next day. And I felt the anxiety start. I'm gonna have to get a hotel and nah, 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 nah. I spend another night. When's my flight? And my one flight got delayed and I'm like, oh my God. And then I went, am I aware? And as soon as I did that, all of a sudden it was as if, okay, so, you know, I'm gonna stay in a hotel and I'm gonna eat Chipotle and my coworkers with me on this trip. So I have a friend to talk to and, um, you know, I'll FaceTime on my anniversary and we're celebrating the next day and the gifts are running late anyway, because the shipping was messed up and it's all good, you know? And, and it was, I had a very difficult work situation and I was very fresh. I didn't like emotionally detach from it, but then I very quickly went, am I aware? And all of a sudden, everything just in front of me, it's windshield wipers. That's, that's, that's what it is. When you live your life in the in the future and in the past, it's like driving through the rain without windshield wipers. You can kind of see where you're going. You can maybe see moments where the wind blows the wind, but you're very dependent. But when you put the windshield wipers on, depending on how fast they are, you get the clarity. If they're slow, you know you'll see every a little bit. But like if we get one of our big down downfall down you know storms in Florida, and you have good windshield wipers and you put them on fast. That's what awareness is. It's all the rain, all the static, all the stuff that's coming. I mean, this just came to me, this, this analogy. It's all clouding your vision and awareness is just – and you're like, oh, okay. And I need that because I'm always in this state of worrying about what people think about me and, and did I do a good job and am I being good at this? And you know, I'm writing – like I said, I'm writing a book. So like I'm like – Oh my God, that's not good. That's not going to, you know, and then I'm like, okay, am I aware? Am I aware? And then all of a sudden I just get this very peaceful feeling and it just kind of, you get into a flow state. So I, I, I would say that my, my goal for the year is to, is very high minded, I guess. My goal for the year is to be in that state, if not constantly, it's a very evolved place to be um, regularly. Whereas before it would be the exception that I would be truly aware. Have you ever thought about auditing how much of your day, like at the end of the day, looking back during your journaling, <clears throat> auditing how much of the day was spent in the past, in the present, or worrying about the future? Because hearing you say that made yeah. me kind of think to myself, because I first thought I had was, I, I feel like I'm almost always in the future. Like my mind is always towards is. what I have You're, to do tomorrow, you next are. week, 10 years yeah. from now, like what we're growing. You know, I'm always thinking that way. And that's not the way to, I, and I don't know that what the, I don't know how you, you strike the right balance, but obviously, especially in this conversation, being in the present is the most 
is the aspect that I'm trying to find a way to increase uh, a percentage of time to. Um, and I'm wondering if just that, that exercise of awareness of looking back on the day and being like, dang, man, all I did was wor- all morning. I worried about all I had to do during the day. And then during the day, all I was worrying about was what I had, you know, I'm wondering if, if yeah. even that exercise would be well, would and be it's beneficial. not, and, and it's not to confuse people and say, you know, just don't give a crap about the future and just, just worry. Correct. But, but you yeah. can be present about planning the future. Like you can sit down and say, I'm going to be present. I'm going to be aware of the reality of what I have to do, the reality of the meetings that I have, the job responsibilities, the family responsibilities, taking my kids to sports, you know, meeting my spouse out for date night or significant other or whatever. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's, I would say that um, I, I, I haven't thought about journaling how often that I do that, but I can tell you that for me, I'm making more progress than I thought I would, when I sat Mm -hmm. there and thought in the future, what's this going to be? Am I going to be able to do this? How long am I going to stick to this? Is this real? Is this going to happen? I've got to say that surprisingly, it's giving me so much satisfaction. It feels so good that I don't want to not do it. And I want to get better at it. And it's almost like your life is almost like you realize that the world is a dream. This is all just this dream. And it, it is. I mean, it's you know, I remember seeing my mom pass away um, last year and I remember I've seen a lot of people die. I have being a nurse and I've seen hundreds and hundreds, but sitting there holding her hand and watching that moment where literally I, I had a stethoscope and, and could hear her heart beat to its last, literally being there with someone that you love and watching that moment of them passing, it was very interesting because I had this overwhelming feeling that she wasn't gone, not because her body was there, but that something continued. It's so strange and I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. But I just felt like something inside me said, oh, this isn't it. There's more. I don't, I mean, I have my beliefs. Other people might be completely atheistic and believe we're animals and we die and that's it, you know, and we go in fine. That's good. That's what you believe. That's great. But I just felt this this overwhelming feeling of of wow this is there's a lot to this and um it was a very peaceful moment I I didn't I didn't even really I I don't think I cried not in that moment I I think I was very wow cuz I made sure it was a peaceful moment for her and the sun was on her and she was warm and I was loving her and telling her how much I loved her and and I I just it, it was a feeling of connection and I felt that that connection still remains. I mean, you know, you lost your dad at a very you know young age, as I did. I still feel that presence every once in a while. I still think of him, and it's not just a memory. I feel something. I, I just think um, it, it, it's become a lot easier for me, and maybe it's because a lot of puzzle pieces are coming together for me because I've seen a lot of death. I've been through a lot. I have post traumatic growth. You know, I, I went through horrible things as a kid, and somehow managed um, to figure that out. And some of it was accidental, some of it was spiritual, some of it was therapy. But what I've all what I've come to is over overwhelmingly is that um, that we are kind of these spiritual, energetic people, these things, these beings that are more than just our bodies and our thoughts that we're having. The thought of like, what am I having for lunch today? Is not really me. 
and and my name is not me and this body isn't me and my thoughts aren't me and my job isn't me and my status and my you know being married or not married or a parent or not a parent that's not me me is this observing energy this this beingness this like oneness that's up there that's kind of just fully aware of all that and i have to tell you i've had two or three moments and it's for those people that have done like ayahuasca and have done all these things they probably on mushrooms. I've had these very non-drug related moments where all of a sudden I felt this weird feeling of being like connected to, oh man, I know it sounds so crazy. It's like a whole, Matt's going to be like, he's, I'm going to get a call from Matt who <laughs> listens to this. He's like, are you okay? But I've had, it's been fleeting, bro. It's been like two seconds, three seconds, five seconds, maybe yeah. where I was like, whoa. And I saw everything. So I don't know. I'm, I, I, you know, if all of a sudden you see my house glowing and I'm floating above it, you'll, you'll know. But that's me. That's it's the year of awareness. Enlightened. Well, I, I mean, that's what I'm striving for, and 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 I'm striving for that because I've come to the re- the realization that I'm more engaged and in tune with my work and my life when what I'm doing is coming from a place of I. I'm loving this and I'm doing this for a higher purpose and a bigger reason. I don't care anymore about like I made the joke about being shadow banned on TikTok. I don't I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore that I get a thousand views when I used to get 700,000. I don't care because I'm putting things out that I think will entertain, enlighten, encourage, empower people and I just do it yeah. and I'm really at peace with it and that's where I'm at. And and so my year of awareness is about just connecting to that higher self, being constantly reminding myself, like, am I aware? Am I aware? And watching all of this good is starting to bubble up in my life. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think this message is really helpful for all of our, all of our listeners. And for me specifically, um, you know, thinking about adding this into uh, my day-to-day routine over and above, first of all, I haven't haven't journal, journaled in a while. I'm going to bring that back into the fold because um, it takes no time at all. I mean, that five minute journal is just so easy, and it gives you a moment to just sort of recognize mm-hmm. the good <clears throat> that happened in your day and and to look for it. Yeah. But I that was always my uh, um, like priming myself for yeah being present that day, and and I think I also want to sort of come up with a trigger or something, you know, I don't know. I'm going to do like the LeBron James, like chalk clap. I'm going to put chalk in my hands and clap in the air in the house. For you, it should be every time you drink water since you do that so regularly. Yes. Am I being present? I, that's a good question to ask ourselves though. Yeah, and yeah, I think absolutely. you've really shed light on something that, um, I don't know, you know, my, mine were very, were more, I think like Matt and I's goals for the year are more, uh, I don't know what the word tangible. is. Tangible. Yeah. Tangible, tangible. Or, or measurable or, yeah. or yeah. Hard, like, like hard. There's point. like a defined outcome of it versus in this instance, it's, it's, you know, really just trying to bring yourself into the state of awareness and reminding yourself of that. So there's a lot to, lot to uh, unpack there, but and probably can, and probably confuse the heck out of about 87% of the people listening to this, but I just want to be clear. I'm confused as well. And that's okay. I'm aware of it, but yeah. it's, it's like I said, I, I, I compare it to learning a language and I'm very early on in this, but I feel that this is 
where I'm going. This is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what I've always looked for. I mean, even when I was in church, you know, last weekend, I, I just sat in the middle of it and said, am I aware? And I just started looking around at everybody and the music was playing. And, you know, I just was like, wow, look at all these beautiful people here. And their purpose is here because they're trying to find some peace and they're, they're bringing their families here and there's love in this room. And, and I just was like, oh man, this is nice. Beautiful. You know? So, um, yeah, I just, am I aware? Am I aware? Am I present? Am I, even if you just started with, am I present? I think that's good. Am I, you know, for some of us, it, it might just start there and I'm still working on that too, but yeah, that's what it is. Well, that's my year. Uh, thanks for shedding your light on the light on that. And I think again, for me, where you and I are high EQ and you're mm-hmm. high IQ. I'm, I'm low IQ. No, but, so I have my takeaway from that is, is to come up with opportunities to ask myself the same questions. So um, I think that's really, that's really awesome. Do you want to, uh, do you want to uh, take us, take us out, Rich? Like you always do? I, I, absolutely. Well, listen, we're always super grateful for everybody that listens, that downloads, that subscribes. The biggest thing that you could do for us is like this podcast and share it with others. We would be highly aware of how grateful we are if you did that. So, hey, you have a great one. And we hope to catch you on our next episode of Above Board with Candor Path on behalf of John and Matt and I. Peace out. We love you. See ya.